everybody. Welcome to the Oklahoma Sports Show. I am Jason Evans, and alongside me is Jared Kennedy. How you doing, Jared? What's up, Jason? Doing pretty good. Pretty good. Well, Jared, week one is officially over, and uh, how exciting was it to have college football back? Uh, extremely exciting. Uh, already, you know, Oklahoma State opened at home, so of course I was I was on the road in Stillwater watching that game. So uh, I was doing a lot of phone searching, watching some games on my phone, radio and that kind of stuff. So, but man, could you not ask for a better opening week of college football? Oh, it's great. So many top 25 matchups, uh, so many just just fun neutral site games, and then some just big-time home games, and uh, it, it really was exciting, and we'll, we'll kind of talk about the, the whole landscape. Uh, maybe we should just start with that. Let's, let's talk about Texas for a minute. Uh, we won't spend a lot of time on it. What do you think of that Texas-Notre Dame game? Listen, you know, everybody's thinking, is Texas back? You know, Charlie Strong in his third year, are we, is he going to have this team where, um, you know, some expectations are, you know, there in Texas uh, want it to be? Uh, I would definitely say if you watched that game last night, if you're a Texas fan, you're feeling pretty good. I agree. Totally. Because I, I, you know, listen, I don't hate Texas. I'm not a big Texas fan. But I love why I love when Texas football is on top. I, it makes the Big Twelve better. It makes every. It just makes schedules better. It, it makes football funner, and uh, so I love it when they're on top. And it was exciting to actually, you know, I watched that game and, and the way it started. I'm thinking, okay, that, that's okay. Listen, I've seen Texas the last few years start off like this, and then pfft, next thing you know, they're pulling a, you know, a Longhorn, and they they just they fall apart. I watched that game last night. Uh, feeling wow this this team's back this team's ready to go yeah they did they did look like the the talent was there which people have said really all along in the strong era that the talent was there but the quarterback situation was messy but um you know for a freshman to step in there against a top 10 Notre Dame team which that could be a totally different discussion um you know it, it was just it was pretty amazing to see him do what he did and then for them to go ahead even after giving up the lead and that that crazy blocked extra point that led to the tie ball game you know all that happening um for them to pull it out in overtime yeah and that's great. that's what I was thinking of, you know that that blocked extra point I'm thinking that's when I was going back to oh god but here they are last year you know they kind of did that against Oklahoma State yeah had the chance right there for the victory and then they did that in two or three games last year and I thought well here we go but so it was good to see him get past that and uh man with a couple of studs on their team like this true freshman uh quarterback Mm -hmm. he's the real deal I I so far you know let's let's not get ahead of ourselves it's (laughs) it's week one uh but listen coming out against the Top 10 Notre Dame team, uh, you know, 16 for 26, 280 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. I would say it's a pretty good outing for um, – for freshman quarterback. I agree. I agree completely. And I think it will be great to see uh, how Texas responds moving forward. Um, you get a huge win at home. I mean, one of the, uh, I think it was a record crowd there, Daryl K. Royal. Um, and so I know the Texas fans that I know ha- feel like they have something to believe in again. Oh, and you, yeah. And you could just tell that crowd was just booming. Oh, I mean, yeah. from the I haven't get-go. seen a crowd like that yeah. there in years. Yeah, it, it was all. It was it was actually pretty exciting. Do I got you know I got chills watching the games because yeah. you live for those type of games. You know, especially on opening weekend, you've been waiting all summer yeah, long exactly. for a football game, and then boom, right out the gate we have a game that goes to overtime like this, and it, it was just awesome. And and I was a little skeptical. You know, they did the whole rotating. They they ran swoops mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. They called that eighteen wheel package is what they were referred to it as. And I'm thinking, you know, he's had his opportunities. Like what? Why are why are we? Listen, oh, what's his Bouchel? Yeah, that his, Bouchel. Is that how you say yeah. his name? Bouchel. I mean, was rolling and got a good. And then that the next series they throw uh, swoops in there. But man, the things he did in that package. I'm telling you, that it was a total two-way, you know, package right there with Swoops and Bouchelle. Uh Swoops had every part in that victory as Bouchelle did, uh, in my well, opinion. Well, including the game winner, yeah, obviously. And absolutely. so, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see how that that moves forward uh, throughout the season. What they end up doing there as teams begin to game plan for that. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, uh, and I know everyone's thinking this Oklahoma Sports Show. Why are we talking about Texas? Well, uh, you know, that's just a good starter. It was, yeah. it was a, a great game, and uh, some 
some might say a little bit more entertaining game than the ones we had in state. Right. Um, but uh, obviously, well, let's be honest. Yeah. Let's be honest. Texas being good, it raises our. You know, like when Oklahoma State plays Texas, it makes that game more interesting. Yeah. If, if we go on to win, they have a big time one like this. That Red River rivalry, it makes that game more interesting. It, it just does more for. That's why we're talking about. It, I think because it does more for the state of Oklahoma than just you know a win down in Texas. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I, I think the big news here in Oklahoma is obviously OU's opening game at Houston at Energy Stadium. Uh, you know, it's technically a neutral site game. And there were a lot of Sooner fans there, but it was it was a road game. Um, and uh, we we wanted to to get an opinion of a true OU true fan. True OU fan, yes. Now, listen, a, a realistic truth, like, I, I'm, I'm really excited for this phone call because – he may be on suicide watch. Like I, it's like if I lost, you know, you know, Oklahoma State lost. Like what we're like when we lose in a game like that. And so I'm really excited for this for this person to be on here. See how he's going to react to it. Me too. And so we're going to have a buddy of ours, Jake Weaver. Uh, he's he's going to call in. And so uh, Jake, thanks for joining us at the Oklahoma Sports Show. How's it going, man? Oh, it's doing great, gentlemen. How are you guys today? Uh, hey, listen, I'm doing pretty good. Are you doing okay, though? Let's be honest. Uh, you know, listen, I'm coping. I, okay. I'm coping. Uh, but, uh, yeah, all is well today. All is well. Well, it's good. You, you've had a couple days to recover. Um, but uh, I guess just right out of the gate, um, what 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 do you think from that game? Uh, you know, I think uh, the majority of OU fans going in had a lot of high expectations, which you know, which is normal for any center fan. You know, anybody knows that center fans are a little uh, selfish with the goals. Uh, but uh, you know, I think people wanted to see you know a couple things. You know, is Baker is Baker still Baker? You know, yeah. Um, is is was last year a fluke? Uh, was it was it a, was it a, was it a film thing where teams didn't have a lot of film on him? Or is this guy legit? Well, you know, right out of the gate, first series, you know, third, fourth play, fumbles the snap, you know, very Johnny Manziel-esque, rolls out to his left, dodges a couple defenders, takes a, a play that was destined to be a five-yard loss, takes it for a seven-yard game. So I think right there, right out of the gate, people saw Baker and, and they were lifted up a little bit. Jake, yeah. I, want, I, I want to go back because, you know, I mean, they were only down three going into halftime and, uh, you know, they, they actually were leading at the beginning of the second quarter and stuff. I mean, do you think even though, yeah, third quarter, Houston really seemed to kind of lay it on him. Um, but did, did OU it, go away from the run too early? Do you think? I mean, do you think yeah. they could have tried to, to pound it out? And I know P. Ryan banged up his shoulder and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, could they have mm -hmm. could they have made more of an effort to try to establish that run game? Yeah, you know, after the game, uh, Baker Mayfield was interviewed and they asked him what went wrong there at the end of the second quarter and then third and fourth quarter. And he, he himself even said they got away from what they want to do. Their identity is supposed to be run, run, pass. They want to run the ball with those two stud, stud athletes that they got behind them, and then they want to hit you and they want to dink you across the middle and, and go and, and start tallying up some passing yards. Um, <clears throat> like I said, you know, people are sitting here wondering why are we not running the ball with Joe and Samaje? And I just think, even you know, on a point side, we weren't too far behind, and we were uh, we had to lead there for a couple possessions in the second quarter. But I just felt like momentum wise, they had all of the momentum, which automatically makes you mentally think catch up. You know, we have yeah. to catch up because they're beating us in the momentum. So they were trying to reel off these big plays. Baker was scrambling around, a couple sacks. It just seemed like. You know, you're playing as if we were down two touchdowns where we had plenty of time to run the ball on first and second down if we wanted to, you know. And I think that the offensive line played well enough, and you've definitely got the the, the, the uh, quality running backs to where you can run the ball on first and second down even when they know it's coming and still be, you know, successful. So, uh, Unfortunately, I think, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you're, you know, I do think that they got away from their game plan a little bit, and that's what game Lincoln Riley even told you in a five that he thought he got a little frustrated at the end of the second quarter and third and fourth quarter he kind of just threw the run out. He got frustrated with it, which I don't know why. Like I said, it, they ran the ball 12 times, you know, for uh, I think it was uh, 70 yards. So uh, if you average that out, they didn't do too bad, you know, five, yeah. five yards a pop. So I just think they got away from the game plan a little bit. I think they – it's just – Lincoln Riley, he gets some award last year for, you know, best offensive coordinator. 
we didn't see the type of imagination that we got from him last year. And I know it's just one game, and he, I, you know, I would lay out that he's going to get it together, and the team's going to get it together. But <clears throat> coming right out of the gate, knowing when you're playing a tough opponent, I wish I would have seen the imagination that we got last year. And, and listen, let's be honest. I mean, when you come right out of the gate, preseason ranked number three, you know, you got your the traditional school OU uh, powerhouse. Um, the expectations are already set high. So when you got those guys coming in here, that's added pressure. You know, when you're playing a team like Houston, that traditionally has not been is not a powerhouse school They're You know, they're a school right. that's that here recently in the last few years have been on the rise. And and I think everybody could say after watching them now, hey, they're the real deal. But coming into that game, we're ranked number three. We're OU. We're playing against Houston. Everybody's right. expecting us, so the expectations are high. So that, I think, adds a lot of pressure. That's just a tough spot to be in, uh, you know, week one. It, it, that's why those games are so challenging, those, you know, opening games. But let's let, listen. Yeah. Let's, let's be realistic here. We've seen OU bounce back from, you know, last year's, terrible loss to texas mm-hmm. you know they i i the first thing i do after an OU game well I, I do it all the time anyways but i get on there and i see the ou fans just jumping off the bandwagon fire stoops fire this uh-huh. i'm done i'm not you know doing it going back but i think they take a minute to take a listen the good thing about being a traditional school like ou is is people don't want to give up on them just like that. You get a team like OSU, you know, sad to say, OSU, who hasn't been the powerhouse that OU has been, they lose a big-time game like this. They pretty much have have, uh, lost their chances of making it to the playoffs or something like that. You get a big powerhouse school that's had that tradition. uh, They get that one loss. Now, being that it's early in the season, uh, people don't want to quite give up on them saying, now, wait a minute, l- listen, it's still OU. That they're going to bounce back. So good thing for you guys is you got a big test in Ohio State coming up, a game that could put you guys right back in the hunt um, and, and get o- OU fans back excited about, you know, where sooner right. football's going. Yeah, and, right. and, and well, go ahead. I just, you know, the realistic fan needs to take a breath and look at this this way. We play Houston week one. We we lose by ten at Houston. You know, get get your stuff together. Play on Monroe this week. Get your stuff going. But guys, they got Ohio State at home, then TCU, then Texas. Okay, so we've got all of your goals that you set for the season. They're still in front of you. You know, destiny is in their hands. And it's I mean, they've still got the opportunity to reach their ultimate goal of the championship. If, I mean, if they handle their business against Ohio State, then we're off against a win against TCU, then Texas. You play Bedlam later in the season. I mean. All your goals are still there to to have success. So it's just you have to be realistic about your about what you're wanting from the team, you know, because it's still possible. So if they win out, you can't say if OU is a Big Twelve champion at the end of the year with a win over Ohio State. Can't say that they're not going to be in discussion for a playoff run. And, so, and even yeah. as an OU fan, I mean, honestly, right. how big was that Texas win last night? Because they yeah. take down oh, the yeah. number ten team. Now, I mean, even for Oklahoma State, all, all Big Twelve teams, that helped Big Twelve out because oh, yeah. if if Texas is on top like that, it does nothing but you know boost their RPI and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, it helps schedule. everybody that way. So yeah, yeah, the Big Twelve is better conference than Texas is good. That's proven. Yeah, I want to, you know, obviously you don't, OU is not, they're going to come back, they're going to play Monroe, and they're they're going to have their heads on straight. But, you know, looking at that Ohio State game in two weeks, um, what, what from what you saw in week one, what is something you think OU is going to need to do to show, hey, we, we really are top five team, we're, we need to be in this discussion? Yeah, I just want to see them, I just want to see the effort, guys, I really do. You know, that's one thing I didn't touch on from that game, but... I didn't just see a lot of excitement and a lot of effort being put out, you know. And I just want to complain that you always hear, you know, bandwagon fans bark about Bob Stoops is guys never really look ready to come out and play. You know, you guys yeah. I mean, it's just, they never look excited to play. Even last year, you know, in the, in the Final Four, they're playing Clemson at the interviews. They just looked, you know, they're happy to be there, you know. Right. But they never just look totally excited. But against Ohio State, I would really, I would really just prefer to see. Let's just pound the ball. You know, we're we're big enough up front. You've got two really great running backs in Samaj and Joe. Two really different styles. Yeah. Really. 
of running the football. I would just like to see, you know, I want to see run, run, do some play action, let those young receivers get some room from the cornerbacks just by running the ball and having success there, get a little play action. Uh, you know, OU is always better when we're hitting slants across the middle and giving them room to run. I mean, that's just that's just how we've always, you know, played it. But I really would just like us to, to really commit to the to the running game. If that means the first 10, 15 plays from scrimmage uh, or from a run, therefore, we're only gaining 30, 40 yards, I would like to see the commitment go into the second half and keep pounding the ball because that play action is deadly. It really is. Yeah. To open it up for those young receivers. Well, and, and even you know, like, especially with someone like Andrews, you know, kind of like when they had Jermaine Grisham and and you know so, someone in that tight end position who can stretch the field, even um, that oh, yeah. that that play action just becomes almost unstoppable. Right, right. Yeah, Mark Andrews, he, he played his butt off the other night. He really did. And, and he is such a mismatch for an outside linebacker. You've almost got to put, you've almost got to drop down a free safety or strong safety on him. And then, you know, they're outsized. But he's he's got speed and he's got size. So he's a really, really good player. Looking ahead, like uh, you got Louisiana Monroe coming up, right? That's next week, right? You yeah. guys don't have it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, a team obviously you guys should get right back on. You know, but they, I, I was watching that Smith kid, their quarterback. He he throws it well. Uh, you know, last game I think he went like twenty for thirty three, two hundred eight yards, uh, a couple touchdowns. But he also runs the ball, so he's one of those dual threats. He's got fourteen carries for one hundred fifty yards. Uh, yeah. Another dual threat quarterback. Um, yeah. What are we going to do differently? Uh, right. You know, to make sure. Right. You know, I got to be honest. Mike Stoops' game plan around the whole dual threat, uh, you know, quarterback, I, it really panned out real well on the dual threat part, on the running part. Right. You know, uh, Ward didn't have anywhere to go, but what he did do is he extended plays. He extended plays with his legs because we only had, I think, a sack in the game. Um, so he extended plays with his legs, and that's when the coverage. You know, those coverage plays, coverage lacked after about eight, nine seconds, boom, 15, 20-yard game. So I think they're probably going to probably add some pressure Saturday because, let's be honest, you know, all Monroe's going to be way overmatched on the front seven. Oh, yeah. You're going to see a whole lot more blitzing this Saturday than you've seen this Saturday. We didn't do a whole lot of blitzing because of the dual threat. You don't want to get burned. You don't want to blitz from your strong side and then him run weak side. But I think this week you're going to see a whole lot more blitzing, which could be a problem, let's be honest. If, if they do blitz a whole, whole lot and that uh, quarterback can scamper around a little bit, he might drop some yards on us on the rushing. But I expect to see a lopsided score this Saturday, and I expect uh, just a game plan to be in place and get some confidence going. Yeah. I, and and, uh, Buckeyes come in there. OU's going to be – I mean, they're going to be ticked off and ready for a win. Yeah. A- anyways, yeah. they're going to have something to prove. And unfortunately, it's going to come at the end of – you know, Monroe's going to um, – unfortunately, they're going to be on the wrong side of this because OU just coming off of a of a kind of a, a loss, you know, a heartbreaking loss kind of, when you know, especially when expectations were up and uh, a little PO'd and a little ready to get back in that winning column and uh, set the record straight. So Yeah, hey, uh, Jake, uh, just kind of on that with about Monroe, and, you know, you mentioned effort uh, in reference to Ohio State and even the Clemson game last year. Um, what What is something you want to see this weekend, um, it, you know, offensively or defensively? What is maybe a, a – uh, uh, some kind of game plan you want to see that to to happen this week? Uh, um, for the defense this week, I'd just like to see under 100 yards passing. I think that is a it's a goal. It's a lofty goal. You know, it, with offense today in college football, they're everybody's throwing the ball around. But I would like to see lockdown defense on those corners and the safeties. Um, their talent is going to be way lower than Houston's. Uh, which means you should lock them down. You know, it's going to be a bunch of individual, you know, battles going on. But those guys, you know, Will Johnson on that weak side, and even Stevie Parker. Stevie Parker had a great year last year. And Will Johnson had a great year last year. But they got to understand that every play is important, especially in big-time Division One college football. It just takes one play to get burnt. So, um, for the defense, I just want to see – I want to see great pass defense because I really think, right, you know, this year we're looking good on, on the run defense, you know, after one game. It's a small sample, but they looked well on run defense. But for the offense, I would just like to see rhythm because we, we didn't have a whole lot of rhythm against Houston. And, 
like I said, they're all Monroe is very overmatched. I would just like to see rhythm. You know, I don't want, I don't care to see these one play, seventy-two yard drives. If that means six, seven plays, I would rather, honestly, as a fan, see the eight, ten play drives because that's rhythm. So, just a really good rhythm and, and play better defensively. Well, awesome. Uh, Jake, we appreciate you taking some time out of your busy day and uh, joining us. Um, we look forward to hearing your thoughts throughout the season if you're cool with it. Yeah, anytime, Phyllis. Thanks, man. All right, thank you. Hey, have fun down there at the Firehouse, boys. Oh, yeah, that's Firehouse, boys. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. See you, man. That was Jake Weaver, our resident OU fan. Uh, what did you think about his thoughts, Jared? Uh, it's always uh, I like getting that inside perspective of somebody that lives the game. That's not just a, a statistician guy looking up on the internet. Um, you know what happened? He lives and breathes it. He yeah. watches every play. If he's like me, heck, he probably DVRs it and then when he gets home, watches it again and and again and again and again. So uh, it's always interesting, you know, getting that uh, side of the of the looking glass. Yeah. Through, through an OU fan's eyes. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, I mean, I think we mentioned this a little bit in our original show. Um, but, you know, the whole point of this is we're all fans. I mean, we're, right. you know, we we want to do a, a job well, and we want to analyze all these sports and everything. But ultimately, uh, we're fans just like you guys. So right. hopefully we can kind of bring that voice uh, to you. Yeah, we have our, you know, we're fans of the game. We, we love good football. We love good sports, good games. You know, but we have our teams, too. Exactly. You know, I get a little more fired up, you know, when we talk about other certain teams. But Well, Jared, speaking of your favorite team and my favorite team as well, let's talk about Oklahoma State. Uh, obviously, coming into it, they're playing Southeast Louisiana, FCF school. Uh, you know, the, the, the whole idea is OSU is going to run away with it. And I guess you can say that it's a good thing they did. They won 61 to 7. Um, it was not a very competitive game, but you were there in Stillwater. Um, first of all, I guess, what was it like to be back in Stillwater for a game? Hey, listen. It was amazing. You sit around all summer long, all winter long, just getting antsy, just wanting to go to a game. Because, listen, you could sit around your house, watch it on the TV and all that stuff, and and that's great. And sometimes, actually, with my Tourette's and stuff, I prefer that because I don't get as wound up. But there's nothing like being uh, in a stadium with, you know, you know 50,000 of your best friends just cheering your team on and uh so it was awesome it was amazing to be there now it was a little hot jason up there where we sat uh listen don't tell anybody but we we buy our season tickets right so we get the cheapest season tickets i'm gonna throw this out there just don't come sit in my section and take our spot but we we get the cheapest season tickets we've been doing this for years and then the student section okay runs runs a certain spot well, the student section happens to run up to like the 35, 40 yard line uh, up to the top. And, you know, Boompicka Stadium is a phenomenal stadium, but it's not no, you know, you know, Memorial Stadium or, you know, anything like that. It, you know, it holds about 60,000 people yeah. or so. So uh, the top is, is up there, but it's not, it, it's still a great view of the thing. But, anyways, where we sit, the sun just beats down on you. So I'm, I'm, it is hot. This game is taking forever, and so uh, we've. I've definitely been more comfortable during the game. But listen, I'm gonna. It was amazing being back, but I'm gonna be honest. It was a rough game because we just hammer timed them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, I I, I kind of want to bring that up. Obviously. Uh, when you're a top 25 team, you, you need to take care of business against a school like Southeast Louisiana and, and Oklahoma State did. Um, but at the same time, I, I don't know if there's a whole lot of takeaways we can have. But um, I mean, you, you said there are definitely a couple things you noticed. Um, right. and, and one of those things was the, the, the drop off from the first string to second right. string, especially on the O-line. What uh, do you see there? Right. I, I think <clears throat> I think the number one question, everybody, every Oklahoma State fan anyways, uh, coming into this game had was is our offensive line better than where we were a season ago mm -hmm. you look at last season um you know in 2000 our non-conference games you know we averaged on the line 4.4 against central michigan we averaged 4.7 yards per carry central arkansas utsa 5.4 yards per carry we go into this game 
with like a 3.7 yards per carry. So you look at that stat. Now, keep in mind, that's what the quarterback and sacks counted in. So you take that you take that aspect out, the quarterback um, rushes and the, and the sacks, then then with our five-man rotation, we're, we're averaging like a 5.3 yards mm-hmm. per carry. So it was a little better. But I think Mike Gundy said it best uh, after the game when he said, listen, we're better, but we're not ready to cancel practice. Yeah, uh, you could definitely see. You mentioned that. You mentioned the 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 starter guy, starting guys and and the backup guys. You could definitely see without knowing. You know, because it always takes. I can't just first game go out there and I know most of the players, but I I can't ever remember their numbers and stuff like that. I can't just go out there. Oh yeah, sixty one starter. Yada yada starter star. But you could definitely tell when the starters weren't in the game. Yeah, uh, we. We open up the game and we just march right down the field. We're looking good. We're, you know, I, I've spent most of the game watching the the front guys, both on offense and defense. And uh, I was just, I was looking for that. Are we holding our blocks? Are we uh, getting penetration? Uh, those are some things that I was looking for. And uh, I, th- I think for the most part, we're better. And we did do there. The problem was, is when we dropped off to our second guys, man, it, you could definitely see the fall off there. I think uh, somebody tweeted out we had the they had the 12 carries with the first team offense for 81 yards. Uh, then you bring the second team offense in 12 carries we had 33 yards. Yeah. So there's quite a yeah quite a drop off there. Yeah, and um, I'd, I want to kind of talk about the running backs a little bit. Uh, you know, I understand the running back by committee. You have five guys come in. Um, for me personally, I was still just a little disappointed. Like the leading rusher only had 42 yards. Um, and Jeff Carr, uh, that, that still to me just was not impressive against a school like Southeast Louisiana. Um, I, in my opinion, Oklahoma state should be able to really, really set the tone. Um, and maybe that, maybe they did exactly what they wanted to do. You can't complain about 61 to seven. Um, but, but really, um, you know, I, I wanted to see more out of especially Chris Carson and, and Rennie Childs. I mean, the seniors, uh, you know, Barry J. Sanders, he, he had his moments. And I want to talk about his punt return in a minute and that reception he had. But but, you know, overall, I was just still quite unimpressed um, with it, whether it was the line or the running backs or whatever. But it just in my opinion, after game one, it still left a lot to be desired. Right. And, and, and I think what you could say about that is. Um, uh, we did have that running back committee, uh, but the thing, you know, a lot of people probably didn't realize if they didn't, you know, watch the entire game. When our when our second and third string was coming in for lines and stuff, uh, we still had our, our main guys running mm-hmm. because that's who the well, heck we're running five deep you yeah, know, we, running there's, backs. There's so, five main guys. And there was definitely a drop off, you know, with our things. So, I mean, you just looking at the numbers, you know, our lead guy was, you know, Justice Hill had seven carries. You know, that's you're not going to have a lot of production off that. Mm-hmm. But I, I think what you said, I you know. I, I I agree. I didn't feel like I didn't feel like I didn't have that. There wasn't that wow factor, especially against you know a southeastern team. You think yeah, I'm going to see some impressive stuff mm-hmm. against this team, um, and there wasn't a whole lot of that. But there was. I did feel like we ran hard. I feel like I felt like Carson was running downhill um, pretty good. Every back, you know, we have like Jeff Carr, Justice Hill, uh, Rainy Childs, Carson. They all have a different kind of style yeah. uh, of doing their own things. Barry J, uh, he, he comes in and, and I think he's going to help us out tremendously with like pass blocking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was watching him and, and they brought him on, uh, you know, he only had like four carries in the game and a lot of it was right there after he had that reception. Yeah. Uh, they were just trying to get, they were trying to get him in the end zone, but the other packages he came in, uh, it was primarily for pass blocking and you could tell the experience there because he was picking up blitzes and and um, yeah. I think I think he's going to have the spot there just in the passing game because uh, better than some of our other guys he had that experience and and was picking up those blitzes and and you know yeah and and you bring up those blitzes I mean obviously Southeast Louisiana they they went all out on defense I mean they brought the house so many times and kind of as a result of that something that was impressive to me we haven't even talked about Rudolph yet right. who I mean I think did everything you would expect him to do um, but something that kind of impressed me about Rudolph is uh, he he showed some mobility and some ability to get away from from guys listen 
one thing that uh, I think Gundy even stressed a little bit, he, he told Rudolph uh, going into the season, listen, I, I'd like for you to lose a little bit of weight. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he shredded about 10 pounds. They said uh, that he's in the best shape of his life, best shape he's you know ever been in coming in this season. Uh, Gundy made the comment that um, as far as Whedon, you know, he's the best-looking quarterback that has stepped on Boone, Boone Pickens' uh turf since Brandon Whedon mm-hmm. and he's just got that profile and, and his arm strength has gotten better and you could tell just just from pregame watching him uh take snaps and throw the ball around I like I, I like watching that stuff because you can you could just tell you could watch this guy then watch this guy he's like wow there is a difference in yeah in arm strength and what he could do with the ball um than our other guys so he came in he's coming in leaner and 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 I don't know that he's gotten too much faster yeah. or, you know, <laughs> mobile, whatever, however you'd like to say it. But uh, he did move around a lot better. Well, and I, uh, to me, it's it's not just about him moving, but it's his instincts. There right. was that one where, um, you know, the, the defensive back came off his blind side and, you know, uh, Rudolph could just hear him coming right. or feel it or right. whatever. And he spun out and made that pass. I think it was to Steele's. Yeah. Um, you know, and so that was something that uh, it just seems like a pleasant surprise if he's and you know once again you got to remember the competition but um if he's able to make those plays uh it's definitely going to help by time yeah you don't want to start calling him you know like a baker mayfield or johnny manziel you know it's something but on that play he got a lot of hype like that because he did exactly that um like you said, it wasn't necessarily his, you know, agility and stuff that got him away. It was just his instincts. Yeah. And so he, he fled that and, and uh, just made a you know, just shivvy that guy right off and made that play to seals. But but like you said, what was impressive about that play wasn't the fact that he just got away from it. But while uh, avoiding tackles and stuff, he was able to keep his eyes downfield yeah. and 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 see seals because even like guys like I'm watching, I'm, I'm not even paying attention to who's down. And so imagine the guy with the ball yeah. about to be <laughs> yeah. be hit. The fact that he could um, keep his focus downfield, uh, it's it's just impressive. And and I, and I like listening to him speak. You know, if you listen to him pregame or postgame uh, talking, he he just. He seems more mature. He's he's got that swag uh, in him. He just he seems confident. He just he seems like a guy that's going to lead his team and uh, and has got great leader. And they they talk about you know he went to all those uh, Manning camps and stuff yeah. you know over the summer yeah. stuff. And one thing that everybody raved you know from all around was uh, his leadership ability. Um, how he. Um, was able to lead different people. So, listen, Mason Rudolph, like you said, 18 to 25, 191 yards, you know, two TDs. Wasn't a flashy day. Yeah. But he did what he – he came out. He he got the job done. I mean, he was out 10 minutes left in the, the second quarter. Now, they did the second half. They started and brought back. I, th- I think what's ha- what happened was is uh, – we got on top so so much they want to start getting those other guys you know some work in there and and that's that's really where we we just need some more work um doing that and they, but i kind of had a feeling regardless they were going to bring them back in because i think they were just trying to mix it up and not yeah. make it so much of a and i'm telling you the fans were wanting to see something because we were just man when you get up 30 to nothing or whatever it was you know 34 to i can't even remember but uh the way the game was going so slow and hot and you got all your backup guys in and i know it listen i'm cool with just watching you know backups and all that stuff but man i think they wanted to that's why old barry J gave the gave the crowd there was some chanting going on yeah. and uh, it was pretty exciting yeah uh i want to talk about that i mean what did and listen we're not ever going to compare barry J no, to no. barry sanders i mean the greatest of all time right in in my opinion um it would just be unfair to everybody to make that and comparison. unfair to him yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know that what, what amazed me that reception, he did a little shimmy, shook a couple guys, you know, and got down to the one yard line, uh, one half yard line. Um, to me, that's an added feature. If he could routinely do that, not, not the, the, the shake and all that kind of stuff, but if he could be a good pass catcher, right. um, out of the backfield, I think that's something he could really add, uh, to the, to the right. offense. Right. He, he's just got that, you know, I, I was listening to the post game and they talked senior uh, Barry Sanders senior was down in the locker room after the post game, just hanging out with the guys and stuff. And uh, he was telling one of the guys that, you know, 
that Barry J just studies and studies and watches his Barry Sanders seniors film when he was at Oklahoma State, his punt returns and all that stuff. He just studies it over and over and over and over and over again. And uh, um, I think, it, like, even in that pass reception, you saw some of the, you, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, we're not going to compare to him, but you you saw some similarities, yeah. little 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 L1 and right one on the Nintendo button and a little spin stuff like that. Uh, he's not the fastest guy in the world. Yeah. He's quick, but he's not, he's not the fastest, you know, he's not like a car or Hill or anybody, but, but he just brings that added excitement. And like I said, his pass blocking, uh, being able the awareness, being able to pick those things up. And I think we all got a little bit exciting, um, seeing that he's going to help us out in the punt return. Yeah. Now listen, definitely. I know it's Southeastern, but, but listen, we we haven't been returning punts against uh, those type schools. Any, I mean, we we haven't even been doing that. So the fact that we listen, I went and watched it back. That's a that's a touchdown. Yeah. Oh, it was. was. It, not a it, it was a touchdown without a doubt. I mean, it was. There's no way it wasn't. I mean, that's ridiculous. They took like. I, listen, I'm sorry. This is the fan coming out of me. They they took the greatest moment. I mean, yeah. you got Bob Barry. <laughs> Bob Barry. You got. I'm sorry. You got Barry Sanders Jr. coming in here. They put him back on the. Everybody's like the crowd goes nuts when they announce his name. Barry J. Sanders. The crowd is going nuts. He catches his ball, and and the run that he made, it wasn't just an open, yeah. Yeah, Our our, our guys did a great job of getting, you know, blocks, but he was hurdling a guy. He made a juke. He made two or three guys miss. Yeah, and that's, I want to cut in there, because when I first, when I saw it happen, you know, honestly, I've got to admit, my first thought was like, well, in Southeast Louisiana. Yeah. But then when they showed the replay, I go back. Yeah, he I mean, he broke two tackles. He yeah. went all the way across the field. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was just a great run. And I'm, and I'm thinking he, he, he dives in there, the end zone. The moments that was created there, you know, Barry J, son of legendary Hall of Famer, Barry Sanders coming back, getting getting his first, you know, touch. And that umpire just official just takes it away just like yeah. that. Give him the touchdown. I know. I mean, listen. Well, and then it was close <laughs> enough to where you get like. And then on. to make it worse, you know, we we try to give it to him, and he gets stuffed on the first round. He yeah. tried to go over the top. I wondered. I, I wanted uh, to. Yeah, I yeah. wanted to think like, was he trying to? I, to I honestly thought. I the thought went through my head. Come on, Barry, you yeah. got to commit a little bit better than that. <laughs> yeah. Your daddy. Flew like he was Superman over those guys. Barry, Barry was kind of like the half heart. Like when he, I'm not saying his effort wasn't there, but it was like he was going. And he was like, I don't want people to think I'm trying to be dad. Yeah. Do it? Do I do it? Do I not do it? And so he kind of like halfway. Listen, just commit. You can yeah. do it. I know you can. Just but but yeah. I, and when the, I really thought, you know, we were up there up there hoping, you know, Gundy call the timeout, get the timeout, so they'll go back and review that play. Yeah. And he did, and they go back and review it, and I think it was just, I'm not trying to call out any camera guys, it was just the, and that now they have it to where they show, uh, they have the, they actually show the the, the replay feed oh, okay. on the screen, so we can see exactly what the, the officials are seeing on a thing, and it just, it wasn't the best, you know, insufficient, whatever you call it, uh, uh, evidence, you know, yeah, they, they couldn't yeah. over, they couldn't overturn it, and because you just couldn't tell, I don't know what, the TV saw, or I would think that they saw the same thing we did because that's what the, the officials were seeing. But, ah, oh, man, I don't, just how could, could, would that not have been amazing? It, but listen, after that, great. everybody was chanting, Barry, Barry. Well, they they chanted a few other things. He's, he's going to be a favorite, uh, fan favorite, oh, yeah. uh, irregardless. And he's so humble, just uh, like his daddy. Picks yeah. a ball up, hands it to the official. I mean, he's just, you, you, you just root for a story like that. Not because everybody's thinking he's he's the next Barry Sanders. He's going to come in here and be just like his daddy. No, it's the kid went to Stanford. You know, he uh, man, he was behind that stud McCaffrey. I mean, there wasn't anybody that going to outbeat that dude. And uh, and he has a you know great career there. He graduates from there, comes back home, wants to play his last year. You know, at his dad's alma mater and all that stuff. And uh, you just you want to root for a guy like that, humble, just. It's just exciting. It's neat. You know, yeah. like, would it not be amazing if Barry just took off and just 
Took us all by storm, got the Heisman, and we all <laughs> we all rode off into the sunset. Well, maybe he'll get his chance next week. Let's let's look, kind of look forward yeah. to uh, Central Michigan is coming into Stillwater, and you know, Jared, this is a team uh, they they returned some talent from last year when when Oklahoma State went up to to their house. I believe it was a Friday night game. It was Mason Rudolph's kind of you know this was going to be his his moment, um, and the Chippewas had a fourth quarter lead in that game until Rudolph uh, made a you know, just kind of had a, a very, I would call monumental drive uh, to set that tone of the season. And so Oklahoma State ended up winning, but it wasn't without a fight. Um, as, as we look to Central Michigan this year, I mean, uh, yes, I think OSU is should be the favorite. I think they should do everything they need to do to win. But um, it should be a little tougher than Southeast Louisiana. Yeah, I mean, you have a team, uh, you know, Central Michigan that, you know, I believe – they went to bowl game last year. Yeah. Uh, it was a hard fought, like you said, you know, last year against him. Um, I think their quarterback slings around pretty good. Uh, he, he, they're talking like you know he's a top seven um, draft quarterback, yeah. you know, type guy. So I mean, we're definitely going to have our hands full. This isn't a. Uh, we're definitely taking a step up. We're not. We're not staying on the same level as you know. Southeast, you know, who we just played. We're definitely taking a step up, and and, and that's what you're going to see this season progressively getting tougher and tougher i think we're taking a step up and playing central michigan should we beat them yes Uh, i think we'll go down there and and uh you know they'll they'll come to our our house and i think we'll take care of business but we've got to be more consistent on that line we got we got to hey one thing that i i I didn't mention that no matter who you're playing and actually i think sometimes it could be worse when you're kind of playing a an opponent that's not uh to your level yeah we had zero penalties until like five, six minutes left in the fourth quarter. That's true. That is true. Zero penalties. Now, I, I kept sitting up there thinking, have we – I have not seen one penalty. Sure enough, I went back and looked. We had had zero penalties. Listen, that's that just tells you your team's discipline and things they do. And like I said, when you play a team that's, that's – that's, uh, on a lower tier than you are, sometimes you get sloppy yeah. and, and you start you know, holding, start doing stuff like that. So I think that's one area that, that we have improved on, and that's we're going to have to have that again against like a Central Michigan uh, because they're not they're not just going to roll over for us. They're they're uh, gonna they're going to be wanting a little uh, you know revenge, and they're they're coming off a win, so we're both one and zero. Oh, and uh, like I said, they made the bowl bowl last year, and so uh, it's going to be a tough game. But you're going to take a step up to them, and then another step up i think to pittsburgh with pittsburgh yeah and uh one thing that i'm i'm looking for this weekend is you know yes you you mentioned the offensive line um and and it needs to improve every week but um something i kind of want to see and and it's hard maybe when i mean oklahoma state i mean was just kind of scoring at will um but i would like to see some of those rhythm plays with rudolph and his receivers um you know i I would like to see uh those those opportunities where you see him make his progressions and you just see you know i mean they spread the ball around great in in week one Uh, but i just want to see that continue i'd like to see them get washington loose on the outside if possible and and really try to instead of i i didn't like the way they were doing a lot of outs with washington i never do i well i i never do either i'm not a big year um, but fan, I'll i'm just, just i'm just I, I just think with washington and i know you're probably trying to mess around right. because of your opponent but man you just need to send him send him and let him break some break yeah, something open the dude can fly i yeah. mean he's got i mean it, i don't know how many times you just send him on around and he's he's got five yards at gap every single time yeah now he's somebody that i we need to get the rock to him quick and often in the Central Michigan, simply because he needs to get some of that confidence back because he had two drops. Yeah, I mean, right you, out of the first series. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Some some people can just look at stats and thank Rudolph, you know, through for whatever. But but we also had some drops in that fan for a receiving core that's supposed to be, uh, you know, one of the top. And and we're very good. I'm I'm not saying I was disappointed in what I saw Saturday, but I was uh, disappointed in like uh, Washington. Ralph, but he just he had two big drops and and so that's one thing he he's a speedster and uh, can make some moves but he we've got to work on his hands and being more uh consistent uh with that so hopefully we can get him going uh in the right direction uh this coming week 
Yeah, and um, I mean, we haven't even talked about the defense yet, um, and so we we can save that for another time. But I, I would like to see the defense continue just to kind of. Uh, I think they still have the opportunity to to be dominant this week, uh, like they were last week. You can't. I don't think you could tell a whole lot um, from last week, other than they they did force a few turnovers and they just definitely took advantage of everything Southeast Louisiana gave them. Um, but I I want to see that happen again against it's still a better team, but it should be a lesser team. And I, I will say, you know, one thing I did walk away from that game being excited about. Uh, was our true fre- our freshman uh, Justice Hill? Mm-hmm. Uh, the kid is special. He's got just when he runs the ball, you could just tell he's got a different gear. He's shifty, uh, and uh, I, I think he's got a lot of big uh, things coming up. And the other one was uh, Bundage, uh, number one on the defense. He, he was just flying around. It, it seems like every tackle that he was going to make, he was trying to rip an opponent's head off. You know, he was trying to trying to take their helmet off. Yeah. Which you know, some people, don't, opposing people, don't probably don't like that. But I love it. I love the aggression. And uh, and then you know, like McCleskey, you know, I, you, I think we're going to see some big things from him. Both both ones, one on the offensive side, McCleskey, and then one on the defense side, and Bundage. Um, very special players, and, and he'll. I, I'm excited about those three guys. Yeah, and um, it, it's just going to be interesting to see moving forward how they progress. Um, you know, Jared, let's let's switch gears and let's talk about TU. Um, TU, we uh, watched them play San Jose State this weekend, and they won forty-five to ten, a big win because they they were favored to win, but they weren't necessarily favored to run away with it. Um, and so uh, they they brought a lot to the table. And one thing that I immediately noticed is they pounded. The run game. I think they had over 300 yards rushing, and it's the first time in a few years that that, that had happened. And so, um, you know, they they really they scored early, they scored often, they set a tone, which um, is Philip Montgomery's system. You know, that's what he wants to do. He wants to just get in a foot race. And um, but they they really took care of business against a team, like I said, that they they should have won, but people may not have expected him to win like that. Um, you know uh, what? What? What did you think? Yeah, I, I I didn't get to see the game. I came kind of went back and watched some highlights and stuff. But you know, I think some thing. You know, passing. You know, as far twelve twenty three and you know Dane Evans. You know, one hundred ninety eight yards touchdown. Um, I I think they the rushing game, like you said, I think looked uh, exponentially better than than. Uh, even last year, last year I think that's one thing they kind of you know they. They they just weren't very forceful in that, uh, and then you got a kid like D'Angelo Brewer coming out there, twenty two carries, you know, one hundred sixty four yards, and then you had another guy, you know, in Flanders, or how do you say that, Flanders, hmm. you know, eighty two yards out there, so very productive game on the um, in the run game, and uh, I, I thought they looked good, and you know, they're um, they just lost their offensive coordinator, right? Hmm. He, he went to Texas, yeah. Right, he went to Texas. That that was her first year. Uh, new offensive coordinator comes in there. Which, by the way, I love the guy they had. I th- I think yeah. he did some. I'm not trying to skip tracks here, but uh, he did some really good things against uh, uh, Notre Dame yeah. in, last night yeah. in that Texas game. So they lost a really good offensive coordinator. To, so to see, sometimes you see that falls. See it, uh, the new guy come in here, uh, get things going. Uh, very exciting for the Golden Hurricanes. Yeah, and I mean that's the offensive side of the ball. We we talked in our college football preview. I mean the biggest question mark for Tulsa is probably their defense. They were very inexperienced last year, but they they had a lot of talent returning. Um, and so to to hold San Jose State to ten points, uh, that that's a pretty big statement for that defense. Uh, that ten points is the lowest uh, point total in Philip Montgomery's tenure. Uh, granted, it's only fourteen games old, um, but still that 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 sets a nice tone to begin the season and and to see uh really Tulsa dominated in all facets they they scored an offensive touchdown defensive touchdown and a special teams touchdown and so um watching that happen and watching that take place was really impressive and I think sets a tone for the remainder of the season of what Tulsa might be able to do yeah I mean they gave up 53 rushing yards yeah I mean yeah. it don't matter who you're playing that's tough to that I mean that's that's just tough to do you know, I think they gave up 287 uh, total yards. And so, you know, it looks like, you know, their secondaries, uh, an area that we need to get a little bit better in, uh, improve. Uh, you don't want to be giving up, you know, 230 plus yards 
uh, in the secondary every week. Um, now against better competition, that's not that's not terrible. Yeah, but it's you know you'd like to see that number come down a little bit. But I think one they they can walk away from uh, the rush defense. Um, pretty ec- 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 ecstatic about where yeah. where they were there you know and to that point on the the pass defense i mean yeah i agree completely i mean that's you know against a team that that you want to be able to beat you know the you you want to control that number but you know sometimes i always wonder i watch these teams like tulsa or baylor or oklahoma state ou uh some of these just really high-powered high-tempo offenses um you know it, it seems like there there's a relation sometimes between how fast the offense moves versus how hard it is for the defense, right. even their own defense to keep up. And in that game, I wondered if some of it is just their secondary, just kind of trying to catch their breath right, sometimes, right. you know, that, that is the, the unfortunate part of having a high tempoed, yeah. uh, quick play, uh, paced offense, because sometimes you're scoring in, in a minute, yeah. sometimes you're scoring in a minute and a half, and what that that's great and stuff. It's great for your offensive guys and especially your linemen stuff. You know, getting up and down the field. But the problem is, is your defense is having to turn right back around uh, and get right back on the field yeah. when when they're over there trying to catch their breath. So I like scoring fast, and and, I, and I'm I'm not going to want you to take points away from me because we're scoring too fast. So I'd rather score fast than not at all. But at the same time. Uh, it's not always the best situation for your defense because you know they're they're out there and then they're having to turn right back around and get on there. So so you're going to have a little bit of inflated numbers, you know. I guess what you're trying to say, yeah, as far as that be, because of you know a situation. But you yeah, know. and I mean you mentioned the Bill Young defense. I mean that's yeah, yeah. they they definitely they do that bend but don't break. Yeah, allow that. And but you know to your point, I mean Brewer had a couple big runs and you know so they did score fast and they were and and. Also on the thing that you know they're plus three as far as turnover margin. Yeah. They zero turnovers. I mean that's key. And like I said, doesn't matter in my opinion uh, who you're playing, armpit state or whatever. It, turnovers are huge, and and that's what gets you in trouble against teams like this is when we can't take care of the ball. Uh, just snaps, uh, you know, interception, uh, making good decisions, uh, mm-hmm. tight hands, you know, it just turnovers in general. So, uh, had zero there and then their defensive side forced three turnovers. Yeah. So, uh, not only forced them, but, you know, gained the three turnovers. So, uh, very, I think you could take a positive outlook from, uh, the hurricane. I think they did what they're supposed to on offense. And then, uh, I think their defense took a step in the right direction. Yeah, I agree. And, um, <laughs> it, it gets a little bit tougher next week when they head to the horseshoe in Columbus, Ohio, take on Ohio State. So Ohio State will get uh, one Oklahoma team next week and then they go to Norman uh, in two weeks. But, um, you know, let's talk, let's talk for a minute about that Ohio State uh, game for Tulsa. Uh, you know, Ohio State, they, they kind of started sl- a little bit slow. I mean, not I would maybe sluggish is a better word. And uh, then they just absolutely rolled um, in their opening game. Uh, for Tulsa to to be able to go into the horseshoe and have a shot, because, you you know, we've seen some some Mac teams and stuff like that go into the horseshoe and, and play competitive games. Um, what does Tulsa need to do to to really be able to to take hold there they have to start fast i i in in that type of situation i'm a firm believer in if you let a team like uh ohio state because i i can guarantee you ohio state they may say they're they're up and ready for the game and they're stoked and excited but you could just tell a difference in the intensity level for instance texas and notre game last night Mm -hmm. The intensity level Texas had against coming out against a top ranked, you know, number ten team in the nation, uh, opposed to a, a team like Ohio State coming up against, you know, uh, a Tulsa team. The intensity level for Ohio State probably isn't going to be where um, their coaching staff wants it to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now you'd like to say, oh yeah, we're we're. It doesn't matter who we're playing, but we all know that it's it's just it's just harder for their players to get there when you you know you're not playing. So I think uh, for Tulsa starting off quick and fast, getting on them while their intensity is still a little bit lower, getting on them fast, kind of making them hit that panic button, like we were talking with Jake. You know, as far as like OU and yeah, Houston, yeah. 
when you have a team jump on you like that, sometimes teams panic like, oh, my gosh, we got a team coming in here. Uh, we're behind. You know, we're the number six team in the nation, whatever we are. They'll be higher yeah. now after a couple losses. But uh, I think they just got to uh, start quick, um, high intensity, and uh, – just get it going on offense. Me, if you know, if I win the toss, I'm taking the ball first because I want to go down and I want to score. I want to put some board, some uh, points on the board, and uh, you know, kind of make them think. So I just think we got to start quick. So what I'm trying to say, I, I agree. And I mean, to your point about forcing the three turnovers against San Jose State, I mean, if they could, if they could start quick, and if they could somehow generate a couple turnovers and uh, short, maybe some short field situations uh, through special teams or something, I mean, that's those are key. You know, you watched Tulsa last year; they went into Norman, and I mean, they hung some points on the Sooners. Yeah. Now they gave they gave up a lot of right, points, right. and you know, um, I, I think you the the average fan and would maybe expect that type of game up in Columbus. But, um, you know, granted, Ohio State's offense, Urban Meyer's offense is going to be drastically different than anything San Jose State could throw out. But, um, you know, I was encouraged that maybe, maybe if they could start fast offensively, their defense could could keep it within within striking distance. It's definitely going to be a tall task for the Hurricanes. But, like I said, if you could just start fast – Maybe put some points on the board first. Get out there and and you know if the defense can can find a couple of gaps and hit Barrett in the mouth, you know, early, kind of get him right a little bit. You know, you got a guy coming off of you know 350 yards, yeah. six touchdowns. Yeah, you know, <laughs> all it, it, weren't they all in the first half? Too? I think so. Yeah, uh, you, you come out there and, and hit him in the mouth a couple of times. Get on him. Get him. Get him at least thinking about hey, this isn't just going to be a cupcake. Yeah. Uh, you never know. You never know what can happen. Uh, I've seen some strange things in sports, and uh, I think somebody said it best when they said, you know, any given – on this, they say any given Sunday, but, you know, any given Saturday, any yeah. given Monday, uh, any given day when we're playing uh, a sport with uh, in high intensity levels, you never know what can happen. So I'm definitely rooting on the Hurricanes and – wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, it would be great. You, you have the two, you have the number three team. Unfortunately, it was from Oklahoma, but you have the number three team and uh, number five team in LSU going down uh, this past week. And then, uh, man, wouldn't it be great if Ohio State could fall by the Hurricanes? And, yeah, man. it would be. And, you know, one other thing that I, I think you could, you could, I mean, the few it, I wouldn't say advantages, but one thing that Tulsa can bring in this scenario is Dane Evans, who's a senior. Um, he's he's been in all types of situations. He's gone through the highs and the lows, and um, I, I I would love to see him just have a big game. Um, I'd love to see him. If if nothing else, I would really like to see him in the offense, put some points on the board, and continue to grow, knowing that this game is only going to make them better. Right, right. You throw him in the mix and a little bit of Brewer. You know, rushing the ball. I, I not I, to mention Lucas and Atkinson. Right, right. I, I, I think. Uh, I mean, I'm excited about what could be. You know, Tulsa's kind of a. Uh, I always think of them in Houston as a real similar team. Yeah. They do a lot of the same stuff. Houston has gotten to where they want a little bit quicker than you know, Tulsa. You know, Tulsa in the past they've had really good teams, but uh, Houston's kind of on that different tier right now. But you know, I, I, there's a lot of similarity. Between them, high-powered offense and defense is what you know what's lacking. So uh, hopefully, um, all signs point to an improved defense, and uh, they can get the job done. Well, Jared, uh, you know, obviously we talked a lot of football, but we try to throw in a couple other things as well. And as the seasons progress, what we talk about will change. But um, man. Show number two is in the books. Had fun. Had a lot of fun. Had a bit of a headache today, too. So oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I was glad that uh, it didn't stop me from uh, getting to talk about sports. So yeah. <laughs> well, the sports. It's probably what drives me to my headache. You know, sitting out there just getting so frustrated. That's me. It's probably, probably what true. starts my headache. But yeah, I had a lot of fun. Well, Love it. Well, uh, Jared, thanks for joining uh, the Oklahoma Sports Show today. We, we've had a great time. Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at OK Sports Show. You can follow us on facebook okay sports show um also go to oklahomatalking.co and uh, we have blog posts and you can catch all our shows
episodes will be on there. You can subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, uh, whatever your favorite podcast app is, and uh, you can find us there. Uh, if you like what you hear, or even if you don't like it, rate us. Um, just just give us some stars up there because it helps our show to be found, and uh, we would we would love you. And you know we we may even for for a while if you'll rate us, we may even throw out your name yeah. on the air. So um, we will give we us will, a star. We'll give we, you a call. We will bribe you in that way. Um, but until next time, Jared, uh, let's let's talk some football in a week, and yeah. uh, let's see what happens after week two. I'm excited. Can't wait. Talk to you later. See ya. <laughs>